It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Hi there. Welcome back to Beyond the Building. It is hard to believe that we are in the month of November. I feel like, Debbie, I know you would agree with me. I don't know. I feel like we were just saying welcome to January or maybe we were in the middle of the summer, but somehow here we are in the month of November. And as we think about the month of November, I know we always think about thankfulness and gratitude and definitely our hearts are there, but there is a song that is out on the radio right now. It's, it's popular. It's by Brandon Lake and it's called I'll Praise You Anywhere. And as we've just been thinking about uh, gratitude and Thanksgiving in the month of November, you know, gratitude, Thanksgiving and praise, right? They they all go along together. We see God mention them in the scriptures intertwined. When we're giving praise, you know, we are thanking God for what he has done, who he is. And one of the things that catches our attention as we're thinking about that song is that we're really called to praise him anywhere, regardless of where we are. And so that is the theme of mm-hmm. our month. We are excited that you're here with us. Um, stay with us all month. We've got some great testimonies, but we do have uh, two special guests with us today, special to both Deb and myself. However, I'm going to let Deb introduce them to you today. And I know this is going to be a tremendous blessing. So Debbie. Well, it really is, Laura. I'd like to introduce you to, to I'm going to get choked up, two people that I've prayed for before they were conceived. I was praying for my son, Chip, uh, before, he, before he was conceived. And of course, praying, especially along the way, when I learned I was having a son, I began praying for his wife. And so uh, Natalie came along board and Natalie, isn't it crazy to think I've been praying for you longer than you, um, longer than you've been alive. And uh, so I'm just really, really excited because I know your story and I know your willingness to praise God in all circumstances, in all seasons of life. Um, I've watched you live what you're going to share. And so for this is, I don't know if this is your first podcast for either of you. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So, well, thank you. That makes us like extra special, right, Laura? That <laughs> yeah, makes us extra sure. special. So we just want to, um, we want to welcome you to be on the building. And why don't you just start off uh, briefly, Nat, why don't you go ahead and start and introduce yourself and then you can let your handsome wonder uh, introduce himself. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Natalie Kiever. Love, love having that last name. Um, yeah, me too. I am wife to Chip. And um, we've been together now for married for eight years, together for like 14 or 15. Yeah, yeah. we met as lifeguards at the YMCA yeah. when we were like 16 <laughs> years old. Yeah. And here we are now 30 years old. So, wow. Yeah. And I'm Chip, of course, that Debbie's son. So. <laughs> Thankful to finally be on the Beyond podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we are thankful to have both of you here. Um, And we love having family and friends with us share their stories. And I know, uh, I know you are officially family with Deb, but I do love both you guys and, uh, and love what God's doing in you and through you in so many ways. Um, Today, our title is uh, praising you in the middle. You know, there's so many uh, seasons that we're going to talk about this month about where we can praise. Uh, next week is going to be called praising you in airplane mood, right? When when it seems like God's silent, um, we can praise him in the valley. But there's something about praising God in the middle. 
And so I am very interested to hear what God is putting on your hearts to share today. And I know our listeners are as well. So would you guys start with, if we're going to talk about the middle, right? How did you get to the middle? Uh, what's the beginning of your story, this particular part of your story? Like where did, where did the story start? What has God put on your heart to share today? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the first few years of being married it was not really a big heart's cry of ours to start a family, have kids and all that sort of thing. Um, but we received a really awesome word from the Lord. God spoke to both of us separately on the same day at the same time. And what we received was from God was, you will have a daughter and her name will be Olivia. And I'll never forget the moment that we both realized that God spoke mm -hmm. that exact same thing to us separately. Mm -hmm. Like, this is crazy. So anyway, that was back in um, 2019. So about, yeah, 2019. And um, sometimes God gives you a promise because you're going to need to hold on to it. And we, we see that in the Bible a lot of times, too. Think of Abraham and God. God promises, you know, something. And that promise was there to sustain him for a long period of waiting. Um, and so that has definitely been our journey. So God gave us the promise to we're going to have a child. And we felt like he started giving us the green light to pursue um, building a family together. And uh, unfortunately, our first few attempts of that, we experienced some some early losses. Mm -hmm. Um, which were which were really you know tough times, um, and uh, so we after several early losses, uh, we began working with an infertility uh, doctor um, just to try and get some answers and that sort of thing. Um, and after working with him, well, even during the process of working with him, God began to plant seeds in our heart that He was going to ask us to do something hard and we just had to trust him and obey mm -hmm. and we kind of began seeking you know what is that and god began to plant seeds in our heart um about adoption and that's again something that was never on either of our radars we never like thought to ourselves hey girl we just had this heart for adoption or that mm -hmm. sort of thing but god began to plant those seeds even while we were working um with the infertility specialist um did you want to jump in? Yeah, I, I feel like God is reminding me too, even in the midst of those losses, um, God was faithful to reassure me, whether it was to me directly or through other people, that he had a plan, that he mm. still had a plan despite those losses, despite that heartache, despite that hope that continued to be deferred over and over and over again. He still had a plan. Mm. Yeah. So long story short we're working with the doctors and natalie ends up having a corrective surgery to you know, hopefully correct the issue we we're hoping but we weren't sure we we're going to get the and even talk about waiting so they they natalie has this surgery and then you still had to wait like a week or two for them to tell you what they found mm -hmm. and that decision you know what the report could be like they could have said, you know, we're really sorry. We're clearly never going to be able to have children. Mm -hmm. Or they could have said, you know, whatever. But to our surprise, they said, you know, things look good. Like we were able to make some changes. Now is going to be your best time to pursue, uh, you know, pregnancy. And leading up to that, like they, you know, beforehand, God continued to 
impress on our hearts this theme of adoption. He even kind of confirmed it in some really amazing supernatural ways. Um, maybe if you just want to give the story yeah. and he confirmed it to you, I think that would be really fun to share. Yeah, so um, Chip and I have just had this conversation um, that, hey, God's putting adoption on our hearts. And I recognize that it was the Lord. Like you can just tell when you have that history with him, you can tell when it's God speaking to you something. Um, and so my prayer in that moment, I just cried out and I said, Lord, like I will obey if this is what you want for us. If this is your will for our family, we will absolutely say yes. But I'm asking in this moment, like I really need you to give us some confirmation, to give me some confirmation. And so it wasn't like three minutes later, I got in my car and I turned on my Spotify, I shuffled my playlist and there's this song that comes on and I'll never forget it. It goes, um, see, you sing it. Yeah. Sing it. <laughs> Hopeful eyes that burn with love, adoption with the intention, see this kingdom where the orphan finds a home. Adoption, the intention, and of course I lost it. You know when when I heard that, and but I was so overjoyed at the same time. It took this thing that was you know kind of scary and and very uncertain, and I just wasn't really sure to immediate peace, immediate excitement. It was so easy for me to to pivot in that moment. We still you know had that consult with the doctor. We still came home. We still, you know, cried out to God for wisdom, and he did confirm, he made it really clear. Um, he instructed us, yes, I want you to pause your pursuit of pregnancy, wholeheartedly pursue adoption. Um, and that was really the beginning of, of our adoption journey. Yeah, so phase two of the journey, you know, the adoption um, saga. And so we, we researched, God, there's lots of different routes to take with adoption. Um, we can do domestic or international or even uh, adoption from foster care. And that was the route that God put on both of our hearts. Again, it has never been like a lifelong dream for us to become foster mm -hmm. parents or something like that. But when God tells us, this is the route that I have for you, we just trust that there's something really beautiful that he's going to do mm -hmm. through the process and as a result. So we began talking with all sorts of people about foster care and what experiences are like we got certified which again this whole process with fostering adoption is just a series of waiting too mm -hmm. we waited to be ready to do the training then the training was six months then when you finished your training you're waiting for a phone call for placement and you think like based on what they say it's going to be really quick like oh we heard reports about people are calling and getting placed even before people had finished the training because mm -hmm. there's such a huge need. And so it's so funny. We finished our training. We're, we're waiting. Mm -hmm. And several months go by with no phone calls. And we're kind of like, hmm. we feel a little dumb because we're taking this whole detour. And now we get here. There's just no movement. Mm -hmm. But I'll never forget the day that we did get the phone call. It was in um it was in 2021. I was on a work call, just kind of like this, and my phone rings and I think it's spam, so I decline it. And then it calls back and I see the voicemail transcribed. Hey, this is social services. There's a child, you know. And so I end my meeting. I I call them. They give us the details of it. 
and I say, can I just have a, you know opportunities to talk with my wife about this? And they said, sure, you've got 10 minutes to make a decision. <laughs> 10 minutes. So we prayed and we felt like God said, bring this child home. And mm -hmm. so we called back and we said, yeah, we would like to, to take them. And uh, they said, great, we'll be there in an hour or two. And so <laughs> yeah, this, at the start, I, it's so crazy because sometimes you can get in such a long season of waiting that you almost like, it's not that you forget, but after months and months mm -hmm. of waiting, you wake up and it's just another day and you look at your calendar of things you got to do. And like by the end of the day, that breakthrough has happened and you're holding a baby. Mm -hmm. it's very surreal to think that like even through a season of waiting, everything can change in an instant. And so we got that phone call. They're holding a, a little a little girl two hours later. And uh, that kicked off a whole nother series of waiting and the roller coaster of the foster care journey. So um, I think it's important to note just for listeners who may have experience with foster care or are um, thinking about foster care. I just want to reiterate that the goal of fostering is not adoption. The goal of fostering is to provide a safe place for a child who needs it. But um, in our case, God instructed us to pursue adoption and the route he had us take was through fostering. And so the whole process we had, we, it was a constant exercise in surrender because we had to live open-handed knowing, hey, we're here to just keep this child safe and love and care for them, but at any time. They could get a phone call to go back and we have to like celebrate that but that's if that's if that's what god wants right and i would just add um the goal of fostering when you go into it um at the start of every case is actually reunification yeah. with the biological family. yeah so our journey with fostering was you know it's still ongoing we're mm -hmm. still foster parents to this to this child we have not adopted them yet but it was a roller coaster of ups and downs waiting every two months there's a court hearing we basically had to emotionally prepare to let them go every two months and um yeah so long story short we've been through several segments of waiting for different things which brings us to now um we're still we're still waiting we're we're praying and waiting we're hoping to receive a phone call any day now any day now Day now, and the funny thing is that that process for this this final leg of it has been like it's a six to nine month process, but it's almost been a year. So it's just mm -hmm. Natalie. Natalie recently was talking about it this, and she said it's like when you're you get a notification that your Amazon package is taking longer than expected, and we're just like <laughs> a course at this point. So mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. and um, circling back to the working with the doctors we got had us pause and shift for a long time there um but then within the past year or so god has had us get back on the horse with that per se and so we've been continuing to work with the doctors and still just praying and seeking god for breakthrough there but we are still in the season of waiting which is what we're going to talk about obviously but that's mm -hmm. been our journey thus far and how we've gone to this point mm -hmm. So you guys are currently, I mean, I would love to say you're not in the middle. I would, I would love as a grandmom to say you're past the middle marking, you know what I mean? But you are in the middle of a, a testimony. I think a lot of times people share their testimony when they're on the other side, 
you know, when the breakthrough, when the adoption has been completed, when there's been a biological answer of a baby, but they're, they share their testimony after God has answered prayers. And really what you're doing is sharing a testimony while God is answering prayers and he's giving you the grace for the, the weight, you know, for what you are still experiencing. I just want, I know this is um, a November podcast, but Natalie, last night, uh, two nights ago, you shared an incredible testimony to a room full of women about being devoted to the father in seasons of waiting. And so this is the second time actually in a week that I'm hearing your heart share your testimony of the answers are not all there yet, but I'm continuing to be devoted and, and praise him in the midst of it. And so I just want to, I want to thank you guys for being willing to share in midstream, because I think sometimes in midstream is when you start to throw your hands up and say, uh, I tap out, I just can't do this anymore. So for those who are feeling like they're in the middle, God hasn't answered their prayer yet this for whatever that whatever that cry of the heart is i think this podcast is significant because this is a choice to praise in the middle of of what god is doing so you've shared how you got to this point what is god speaking to you guys right now like you're in the middle what's current what's fresh for right now in your lives yeah so again coming back to our our foster daughter we are just we're a season of contending spiritually. So I think there's two postures when you're in a season of waiting. You can kind of have a sit back and, oh, like whenever God decides to do something, it's up to him and I'll just be on hold until he's ready. Or you can have an active waiting posture. And so God has us leaned in and praying and fasting. And we're just trying to pray and fast this through the finish line mm -hmm. um, and just just trusting that God will, you know, will, will be true to his promises and what he's spoken to us. Um, yeah, we have uh, some other really cool things that God's also just been sharing uh, in our hearts, even within the past few days or so. Um, and uh, we'll see. We'll see if we have another book getting to that on this podcast mm -hmm. together or if we hold it off for another time. But you can't. <laughs> Part you two. To you have to constantly just you you hold on to what God has given you, but you're constantly knocking. You're constantly asking God. It's not like a, you got your one thing and you're just cruising until something changes. You're constantly asking and seeking and knocking. God, is there? What's your posture? What's your perspective? Um, yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm. Um. I love that. And I think that one of the things that we see in the word is that is what the the people write in Hebrews 11 and all the other places in the scripture where people are also contending for something that God has spoken over their hearts, like you referenced earlier, Chip. Um, I find in my life, and I'm sure you do too, that when you are in that season of waiting, like it is so easy to be uh, tossed right back and forth between discouragement or doubt or all of these other things that the enemy would bring against us. And God has given us specific things to hold on to so that we don't waver in our faith, right? So that we continue to believe for unseen things so that we continue to hold on to God's promises. And I know you guys both, and I know that um, one of, I mean, obviously you are people who deeply and passionately love the word of God. 
deeply and passionately in love with God. And so what would you say, uh, you can both share this or together as a couple, what would you say is something that you've held on to? You know, maybe a, a particular character trait of God or a scripture, something that he has said in his word that you can go like, that that God's got my back. Not just my back, right? God's got the whole thing, but this is what I'm holding on to so that I won't waver in disbelief as I'm walking in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it also comes back to contending. Part of it is related to contending, but um, at the beginning of this journey, right? I think that we have two daughters. One of them we have under our roof right now, mm-hmm. and the other one we have yet to see. Um, and so for the Olivia promise, it's standing on that promise that God has given us. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, what does it look like to contend? It's not begging God, and it's also not, you know, shouting at God, demanding, like, you have to do this. It's really standing in our God-given authority on the promise that God has given us. And I think that's why God gives us promises, is so that we can stand on them and we can look in the word um, at his faithfulness to fulfill every promise that he's ever made to anyone. We can look at the word and his ability to fulfill every word that he has spoken. Um, and we can look to the word at his faithfulness and other people's encounters with his faithfulness. Um, but what was beautiful about that promise is it did give us a posture to be able to stand on. And so, mm-hmm. you know, what does that look like for us? It looks like, okay, God, you know, you've given us this promise that we will have a daughter. Her name will be Olivia. You know, let it be unto us as you have said, you know, you are faithful to keep your promises. We know this about you. Um, for our daughter that we have now, it's, you know, different words that God has spoken to us you know, whether it be about the name that he's given her. Um, I remember there was a time when I asked the Lord, um, he was, it, it's a long story and I won't go into every detail, but um, the word, the Lord put a name on our hearts. Um, and I was just asking him for confirmation, you know, if, if we are to adopt her and this is to be her name, would you confirm it? And he was so faithful to confirm that over and over and over again. And that gave me such faith. You know, he didn't, um, you know, point blank promise in the way that he did with Olivia that we absolutely would adopt her. But, you know, everything that he was hinting to us, it was almost like we had to receive that in faith. And, you know, as we would pray and seek the Lord for how to pray and how to contend and how to um, pray on her behalf and what posture the Lord would have us take, it was always one of, you know, battling for her that she would be in our family. And so just kind of standing on, okay, God, this is what you've said. This is how you've instructed us to to posture ourselves in this season. This is how you have instructed us to pray mm-hmm. um, that you will deliver her into our family once and for mm-hmm. all. So mm-hmm. um, I think just staying connected to the Lord has been really helpful and just continuing to lean in, to listen, um, and to cry out for confirmation and just encouragement. And and something that you mentioned that is like anchoring into those promises that God has given us. Like for us, we journal them, we write them down. We actually make little reminders all around our house on our phone and computer backgrounds of those things. But in addition to those kind of personal promises that God has given us, we also it's so important to anchor yourselves in the truth of the scriptures and because they reveal who he is. So, you know, whether it's it's a scripture like Jeremiah 29, 11, which was, God revealing to Israel his heart, but it still applies in some ways to us today of, you know, he has good plans, plans to prosper, not to harm, to give a hope and a future. 
It means that in that in that context, it was when everything looked like it was going wrong for mm -hmm. Israel, mm -hmm. for God to say, I have a plan for you. It's a, it's a good plan to a mm -hmm. hope and a future. So we can anchor ourselves that even when there's moments where things are not going the way that we mm -hmm. thought, or maybe it was a disappointment or something like that, that we can know God has good plans for us. Mm -hmm. And even if we don't see it here, eventually he's going to reveal it. And we'll be able to look back and say, you know, that moment right there was tough, but God was doing something and the big picture is good. Something that God has spoken to me is, has been, it's not always going to be easy, but it will be very rich and it will mm -hmm. be beautiful. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, these are all just things, scriptures and promises and his mm -hmm. character that we hold on to, even Amen. if what we're seeing isn't that. Mm -hmm. Amen. I think, I think something that I've watched in you and because I watch um, your little girl a lot, I hear it from her, is you have instilled in her life or her whole time that she's been with you, um, that scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11, I know it's over her crib. And that is part of your pre-nap, your routine. And she says parts of it with you, even at that young age. And some of the songs, Natalie, you have written some incredible songs that have become lullabies for her. And they have, um, th there's no promise in those songs that she'll be yours, you know, but that she's his, right? She's the father's. And I think, it's one thing for you to write those things that encourage your own heart in the midst of this, but you have been singing these over her and speaking these truths over her life, her whole life. So whether or not she stays in the family or God had her move on, you know, all those months that we didn't know, it's still, that's what's being spoken over her life. And I think, man, what a, what a blessing for a little kid to have that deep in their, their spirit, that this is what my mama has spoken, you know, over me. It's based on the truth and it's based on the father that he will never leave her. Mm -hmm. And I just, I think about how that character trait of God, the promises of God have been woven in your songs um, that not only, I mean, they've encouraged me, you know, as I've watched her, but I just keep thinking, this is what this little girl has heard for month after month after month. And that's like laying down truth and good seed in the life of a child. Um, when we didn't know, you know, what the end would be. Um, that's just, that's really amazing. But I know there's been times along the way where there's been uh, some great disappointment, you know, frustration and disappointment. And it's hard to praise in those places of disappointment. It's not like it's flowing naturally. And I, just to note for the the podcast listeners, um, Chip, you have been in a role of leading the worship team at our church, and Natalie, you're a key key player there on that worship team. So I know that there have been times where you've been leading worship for a whole congregation in a place of discouragement, in a place of uh, disappointment. So how do you battle discouragement when you're in these middle the middle season? So um, I would ask the Lord for scriptures um, to help anchor myself into. Um, and so I, I actually have, uh, of course, I write out scriptures, but what I find really helpful um, has been to take screenshots of them 
And so mm. I actually have two different photo albums of screenshots on my phone. One is for Olivia, like the Olivia journey. And the other one was for, um, has been for us, for um, a little girl. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, that has been really helpful. And just, you know, getting, digging in every time I, I start to feel discouraged, um, I would dig into those and I would pray them and I would declare them. Um, but then I would also, being a worship leader, and that's, um, you know, the word often speaks to me through songs, um, is asking, actually asking God for songs that I can sing um, and declare over these different seasons, over these just different situations in my life in the same way that I would, you know, pray and intercede via scripture. Um, I think worship is a great tool of encouragement for ourselves. Um, but it's also one of our greatest weapons that I think mm -hmm. God has given us. And so um, there are songs that the Lord had given me. There are songs that he has given me almost as like anthems to mm. sing um, over myself and over these different situations. And that would really um, sort of bring me back into alignment with the Lord and bring me back um, into alignment and, and really just help to strengthen and encourage me. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, talking about like how do you handle disappointment and keep going, you know, you mentioned it, kind of like strengthening yourself in the Lord. There's a book by Bill Johnson, which has been a game changer for you, yeah. strengthening yourself in the Lord. And mm -hmm. it's a good reminder that we can't always control what happens to us or the environment around us, but we can steward the posture of our hearts internally. And that allows us to have peace, even if we are surrounded by chaos or mm -hmm. to have an inner strength and confidence in the Lord, even if we are surrounded by um, disappointment or waiting. And uh, so Natalie mentioned a few, a few like key tools for stewarding your, yourself or stewarding your heart in the Lord. Like you said, scripture songs, which I think we may even talk a little bit more about that soon, but um, or even surrounding yourself with a community of people because there, we all have those moments where we get discouraged mm -hmm. and we need other people to kind of help pick us up out of that and say, Hey, let's keep going, you know? Um, and so surrounding yourself with people who are going to encourage you and support mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. you know, uh, or is a really big key. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I actually have a group of, um, intercessors who I will call upon every so often, um, especially when we would get updates on our daughter's case. Um, I would immediately text them and say, hey, I need you guys to pray. Or, you know, now with our, our pregnancy journey, um, you know, different doctors, reports, things like that. Um, and even though I couldn't always physically be with these people, just knowing in the back of my mind, hey, they're praying for me, they're mm -hmm. interceding for me, they're interceding on behalf of our children. It's like, you know, when Moses got tired, someone had mm -hmm. to lift his arms mm -hmm. over that battle. And I think yeah. um, it's so important to have people who are going to be there for you and encourage you, um, but especially people who are going to keep you accountable in those seasons when you are tempted um, to fall into bitterness, to fall into despair, to fall into discouragement. Um, so. Mm. Good stuff. Uh, as you're sharing, Chip, you, you said that earlier that the journey God had shared with you that the journey that you were going to be on was going to be rich and beautiful. 
And that's the word rich just keeps coming back to me as you guys are sharing. I feel like this conversation is very rich. It is very full of treasure uh, that we only find in the, in the deep place, right? In the painful place. And yet we bring it up to the surface and then we, we can, we can live and follow Jesus in the way we're supposed to because of that time. Um, I love that Deb shared that you guys are both um, worship leaders. And when you think about praise, I know that we can praise in so many different ways, right? Um, we want to live a life of praise all the time of praise and worship. But um, when you think about uh, like the title to Brandon Lake song, I'll praise you anywhere, right? It, it's, it's easy to just think, oh, I'm just going to praise him anywhere. But I do think that God also uh, gives us in his word, um, uh, practices or um, puts on our hearts ways or methods that will work for us in our situation to keep that or maintain that attitude of praise. So when you think about uh, being worship leaders at the church, or um, when you think about uh, keeping praise central in your story and you're praising him in the middle um, and you haven't seen yet with your eyes, the whole picture, uh, what, what practices have you guys put in place? Um, if there's anything in addition to what you've already shared a little bit about music, um, what practices do you have so that praise remains the center of your middle? I think one thing that has really stood out to me and something that I've learned is praising God for something before you've actually seen it. So praising him in advance for that breakthrough that you know is coming or praising him um, for a certain aspect about himself. So I remember early on, um, we were trying to get pregnant. We were going through these early losses. And um, and before I saw any kind of breakthrough in that area, I would praise the Lord as Elohim, mighty creator. And mm -hmm. so I would find songs um about him being the mighty creator or you know we would lose so early i made it a point i was very intentional to praise him as the not only the creator of life but the sustainer of life mm -hmm. even though i myself had not witnessed that personally um something else that's coming to my mind is just the power of testimony um and guarding my heart guarding my ears but also being on the on the other hand being intentional with what I listen to and what mm -hmm. I receive and what is deposited into my spirit. And so mm -hmm. there were actually times when I, I sought out testimonies of people who, you know, the Lord had opened their womb or testimonies of, you know, people who had gone through the foster care system and, you know, they were able to adopt their child or, um, you know, people who had struggled with infertility for a really long time. And they finally, um, encountered that breakthrough with the Lord. Mm -hmm. I uh I remember when grandma was going through her cancer mm -hmm. journey, mm -hmm. she created what she called her, her soundtrack of of faith. And mm -hmm. it was all songs about God's faithfulness through the journey. And so mm -hmm. using music as a way to have a soundtrack of faith and you've got mm -hmm. your anthems that number one you can declare out and other times, sometimes you just need to like hold Let's on see. to that. Yeah. And the interesting thing about praise is it's beautiful to bring praise afterwards, after you've seen it to completion. But sometimes you got to still praise in the middle, like Ellie says. And that's when it's called a sacrifice of praise. It mm. might, I don't feel like praising God, but I'm bringing a sacrifice. And it's okay to be honest with God in your praise, to yeah. sing as tears are coming down your face, mm -hmm. to 
really lean in and allow God to meet you there emotionally. I can think of several of our different songs that are have become kind of like soundtracks of, of during our journey that maybe if you're finding yourself waiting in different areas, maybe they can encourage you too. But songs like Do It Again or um, By Elevation Worship or What Was the, the In the Middle, Here Again, Here Again uh-huh. by Elevation Worship. Some specific for our journey specifically were like uh, Promises Never Fail by Bethel. Do you want to give just the story of that one? Well, actually, hold on real quick before you do. And one more, another one, if you're involved in any sort of like infertility family type of journey like this, a song that has been really beautiful is called Your Nature by Carrie Jo. Oh, oh. that one will wreck you. Grab your tissues. Oh, man. But would mm-hmm. you be willing to share just the story of um, Promises Never Fail? Yeah. So um, I remember it was, so we've gotten pregnant a total three times. And it was right after we'd gotten pregnant the second time. And I remember I was just having a quiet time with the Lord. And uh, he told me, he said, I want you to, now this song was already in my playlist. Like it was already my go-to for encouraging myself. And uh, the Lord said, I want you to get on your knees and I want you to worship to the song, Promises Never Fail. And I didn't know at the time that we were going to lose. I thought this was it. Like this is Olivia, God's promise fulfilled. And so I remember um, I I was obedient to God and I just started singing it out. And it was, um, I know your thoughts, your plans for me are good. I know you hold my future and my hope. Your promises never fail. And then it goes into, for I am standing on every promise that you made i will see it come to pass in your name in your name jesus i will trust every word i hear you say i will see it come to pass in your name in your name and that was really powerful because it was almost like god was anchoring me back to Mm. the truth um, before I knew that I would need that anchoring. And, mm-hmm. um, I would even have friends, you know, reach out to me and text me, hey, I really feel like God is putting on my heart Jeremiah 29 11 for you. And I uh, just want to remind you and encourage you that God has a plan mm-hmm. and he has a good plan for your life. And, um, you know, despite what you're seeing unfold before you, just remember, remember that he has good plans. And What's beautiful about that song is it's actually it comes out of Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. So that, that's definitely mm-hmm. an anchor. That was an anchoring moment. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And you don't anchor one time; you have to anchor every day, right? Yeah. Repeatedly. There's you've had so many pivotal moments where God has spoken so clearly, but we've watched you make the choice to continue to get on your knees and ask God, "What do you want to speak to my heart?" you know, about where, where we are right now. It's like that it's constantly staying connected uh, so that you can hear from him. And that's that hearing from him where he's either encouraged you or giving you some direction. Um, I've also seen God give you, Natalie, some very clear um, direction in terms of advocating for kids. And, and it's coming from him and we're seeing it play out where God is protecting the life of a child through what he's ideas he's put in your heart, you know? 
that have come from him. So, I mean, all of this is helping keep you grounded while you are navigating what has felt like a very long, long middle. Um, so, and this has just been a powerful testimony. Laura, I, I know that you like to make um, short videos for just letting people know about the podcast coming up. And I just wish you good luck on this one because there's, like you said, it's so rich. There are so mm-hmm. many snippets mm-hmm. that, man, the whole thing is, it's, mm-hmm. it is rich. There's so much truth in what you guys have shared from your heart right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, we just want to, I just want to thank you. Thank you for being transparent and uh, encouraging folks that you may never meet. Anything else you want to add before we close out this podcast is kind of like your final chance to be able to share. Oh, with tissues. Apparently none around us. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I just, uh, I just want to personally I just want to personally thank you both for walking with us through all of this and you know mom all that you have done to just support us whether it be through watching her or praying over her or um you know interceding for for baby girl um helping to keep me accountable helping keep me anchored um and laura thank you so much for for walking this road um with me as you know someone who can relate to the different things that we are that we're walking through the different things that we're going through so i just want to thank you both Mm -hmm. so much it's it's definitely made all the difference and i think it it can feel it can feel really lonely when like you know as someone in my age group um i haven't really met many other people who are walking through a season of infertility and so um to have different people who have um come out the other side i think that has been one of the most encouraging things and you know just your continued support and and prayer and also just you know both of you just your friendship like i know that we're we're all family but like just you know your friendship has been it's meant so much. So thank you guys. Oh, we love you, hon. I love, love you, Natalie. You I love you. I love you. And I'm so grateful to be your friend. And thank you because your faith and the way you are walking this out is encouraging to me. I know we Marco Polo a lot. I know this is a side note, <laughs> but your Marco Polos bring me so much joy. So I thank you for being my friend too. God is faithful. It's what he does in his church. Yep. Yep. Well, now that we're all a mess, <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, then you're missing the visual <laughs> on YouTube channel. Uh, gosh, next week, Laura, you are bringing your friend Pam Peoples uh, to share with us on Beyond the Building. She has an, a crazy testimony about uh, praising when you don't have good visibility of what's happening. Uh, when you don't understand what's happening and you feel like there's a radio silence um, and your connection with God, as well as your connection with the ground, right? 
uh, there's a choice to continue to praise in that moment. So I know that is another, it's going to hit a different maybe circumstance in people's lives, but it's going to be a powerful uh, time together, sharing a testimony and really building up faith. It applies to you guys too, right? To Panap, because there are many seasons where you don't, you feel like you're in the airplane mode, right? Radio silence. You don't really know what's going on with the state. And God just says, you keep your eyes fixed on me because he sees everything. And so we just want to thank our listeners today for taking this journey with us. And um, boy, I'm looking forward to a podcast day, Laura, where uh, the kids are on the other side. Right. And, Amen. And, Amen. and then they'll be telling stories about these daughters that they're raising and <laughs> the whole new level of trust at that point. Right. Oh, for sure. Uh, for sure. So Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. If this has encouraged you, if you know somebody who is walking a similar road, um, whether it's infertility or in the foster care system or adoption, I would really encourage you to share this with them because likely they are going to find many things in this uh, sharing that's going to relate and encourage their faith and to know that they're not alone, Mm -hmm. that there's somebody else who is walking the journey um, alongside and has learned some valuable truth. So from Laura and I, from Chip and Natalie, we just want to thank you so much for being part of our journey today. We love you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for being with us. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.